0: Welcome to The Kaleidoscope with Allison Keyes. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. The show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup, and every week we discuss issues including gender and religion. This week, we're taking a closer look at the danger facing women, activists, and those who helped Americans in Afghanistan amid that nation's takeover by the Taliban. <laughs> Thousands of desperate Afghans and American diplomats and the like have been swarming the airport in Kabul, risking gunfire and beatings and worse from Taliban soldiers guarding the entrances. Sergeant Nick Stevanovich spent two years in Afghanistan and worries what it would mean if the U.S. military doesn't save the interpreters that helped U.S. troops. It'd be a dramatic failure on on our part. Uh, These people that have their lives to help us to to not do the same um, and help them. Morally is wrong. Strategically it's wrong. How can anyone trust us? There are also deep concerns for women in Afghanistan, who won the right to go to school and work, among many other things, during the 20 years the Taliban did not control that nation. Corporal Kata Kelher worked closely with women and children, and though she knows their rights are in jeopardy,
1: she's proud. We saw women protesting in the streets of Kabul, demanding their rights. And that was actually... A really
0: hopeful moment. I felt like, um, as selfish as it sounds, I'm like, oh, we did plant the seed. I don't think 20 years ago you would have seen them come out and be like, now I'm stronger than this. You're going to listen to me. The Taliban says it will respect women's rights within the norms of Islamic law and that women and girls will be allowed to go to school and work. But Yasmin Hassan, global executive director of the human rights organization Equality Now, does not believe it that conversation after this short break what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one
1: It's very hard to get information directly from the ground to tell you the truth. But we have felt that women's rights activists are under threat. It's people have gone silent. They're not leaving their homes. And uh, there are few women that were out protesting and there has been some kind of crackdown. There's a lot. There's a culture of fear right now as people are in a very uncertain time as to what that means. But the uncertainty seems to be. In the international media and the PR that the Taliban is doing, I don't think the uncertainty is in the hearts of the women. They know what's coming.
0: So women there that have been saying to the media, listen, I was going to school, but now I need to find a way to get on a plane. Or I had gotten a job and now I need to get on a plane. And people have been buying burkas for the women in their family because they cannot dress the way they've been dressing. Absolutely.
1: What the other... price of burqas went from $2 to $20, which is that the demand went up exponentially. People are petrified. And the, that's what we are working on, is trying to get as many people out of Afghanistan, particularly women and women's rights activists, as quickly as possible. So that seems to be the first call of action as this all unravels so quickly without giving us a chance to be able, even able to strategize. you know. So right now, the urgent call from the ground is to try to get as many women's rights activists and women out of Afghanistan. Of course, that is not a sustainable strategy for the long term or for all the women and all the people who live in Afghanistan. So it's a very dire, dire circumstances right now.
0: Are women activists there and women in general simply in hiding?
1: There are many, many in hiding. And we have been having a very hard time connecting and getting information. People are scared to talk. Um, Our partner groups there, we haven't heard from, but we have heard from Afghan women who are in the US and the UK and all who are activating, who are more in touch with family members. And what I'm hearing is that they are the fear complete fear. And but people who are activists feel that they are going to be targeted. And just regular women and girls who had a life uh, that had been built up over the last 20 years are now in fear for their lives, their livelihoods, their being able to go out, their movements, everything.
0: I know that there had been great strides there in, in women's rights after the Taliban was forced out. Is all of that just going to be gone?
1: It looks like it. It really looks like it. And unfortunately, I mean, yes, there had been great strides, but the deeper level work of like integrating women into all levels of policy and having a functioning government that integrates, I think there was a lot left to be desired over there. And part of it was because the government was propped up by international powers that had their own agendas and might not have been, the agenda might not have been a fully self-sustained functioning government. And, And that is very sad that this has come to this now.
0: I know that the US and several other countries have signed a letter basically worrying about the fate of women. But do you think that there's something nations should have done ahead of this when they saw this coming? Should they have moved more quickly and more decisively to help get women out of harm's way?
1: I think absolutely. I think the pullout was a mistake that they should have been planned and phased properly as opposed to this sudden thing. And I think it, it is strange to say that we were going to pull out and we didn't see this coming, because if you're on the ground and your intelligence is on the ground, you knew that this was coming. So I think better preparations had to be made and better rescue efforts had to be made. And I think that we have failed. The international community has really failed the people and particularly the women of Afghanistan.
0: I know that you said your organization has been trying to get women out. How are you going about doing that What with the situation at the airport? I mean, it's not like you can just drive across the border, is it?
1: No, no. We are advocating with governments to open their borders. We are also advocating with governments and compiling a list of women's rights activists uh, that should be put on the priority list. And we have partners who are working directly with families in Afghanistan to, you know, see who we can get out. It's a very difficult. And again, I am sitting right now in Iceland, where we were when all of this uh, happened. So I am not directly in touch with our staff and all the efforts that they, that they are doing. Uh, but I know organizations like Women for Women Women International, there's MUSAWA Urgent Action Fund. Every women's rights organization that I know is focused on this issue. And we are trying to figure out how we call on governments. I mean, my government, I have two governments, the United States and Pakistan, both are integrally involved in this. And we are signing letters, reaching out to the State Department, reaching out to, you know, the Pakistan government to do whatever they can do at this time.
0: For women that are in hiding there, that are on the ground there, are their relatives in danger as well?
1: Well, I, anybody who's there is in danger. I think the people who have managed to get out are are critical to trying to get other people out. I think that anybody who was an activist and who spoke against the Taliban and who was part of the Afghan government or the American efforts or the British effort is in danger. I don't know. like It's very hard to know what the Taliban are going to do. But it's the weird thing to me is people are even talking about a different Taliban government. Like how would people have felt if the Nazis came back and said, we are going to have a more tolerant state and Jewish people are allowed to stay. So I can't even imagine that the conversations that I'm seeing in the news are kind of very alarming to me. So um, I think people are in harm's way. I don't know what kind of harms are going to befall them. I know that the Taliban have gotten a lot more PR friendly and are trying to present a different face. But if you just look at what their actions have been in the last 20 years and all, I don't know where people have, uh, you know, where where people are able to think that the Taliban have changed their ways. So I'm not, I'm expecting bad things out of Afghanistan.
0: Just one more question briefly. Do you have a message for women, both that are on the ground in Afghanistan and women in the U.S. and in other nations who might like to offer some help?
1: Um, yes, I think that these are, dire, like, this is an emergency time right now. I think we have to gather ourselves and stand in solidarity with Afghan women. And I think the immediate, immediate thing is to get women out. But the longer term thing is, what does it take to support women in these situations? And what went wrong in Afghanistan, what, what could we and the international community have done to prevent it. And I think a lot more conversations need to be had. But for right now, I would say people need to donate to organizations that are trying to pull people out. And people need to advocate to their governments to open their borders and try to get as many people out as they can.
0: That was Global Executive Director Yasmin Hassan at Equality Now. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News.